Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. Good morning. Man, that worship was amazing. The presence of God is is here. He's in your home. He's with us. So real quickly, let's pray. Father, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, right here in our homes as it is in heaven. Let heaven invade earth today. In Jesus' name, amen. As I've been thinking all week, I've been just seeing this picture of living rooms everywhere. And in the living rooms, there's this encouragement to get out your Bibles again. Not your phone. I'm not against that. But I'm just, this is the picture that I'm seeing. My wife has this Bible over 30 years ago. I gave it to her before we got married. And it's real thick. It's one of the study Bibles. And her Bible is full of words, of highlights of thoughts from God. And I just kept seeing this picture of us actually getting our Bibles out and looking at all the things that God has spoken to us over the years. And I have my Bible here. And in 2009, under Psalm 91, I circled Psalm 91 and then I wrote the words on it. And I believe that God spoke to me then in 2009 and wanted me to own Psalm 91. And there's so many scriptures, I call them go-to scriptures. And I believe this morning the Lord is wanting us to go to some of these verses that are highlighted in our Bibles. And some of them we've forgotten about. That's why I believe the Lord wants us to get our Bibles out. And he wants us to show our kids some of these verses, some of these things that God has spoken to us over the years and how powerful they are. And and we know that, that Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. How rich It is not only our families eating together, but now we're getting to to read the word together. And I I just really feel strong. So if you could just hear me, hear the Lord, get your Bibles out and begin to read them together. Get in the word together. And I, I thought of Deuteronomy 6. So if you'll grab your Bible and you'll actually flip over to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to flip in my Bible and get to it. And while you're doing the same, I'll give you a minute. This is what it says. These are the commands, verse one. These are the commands, decrees, and laws. The Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God 
as long as you live by keeping all the decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. There's a promise. Verse four, listen to this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Listen to this. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Wow. Teach them to your children when you sit down, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you get up, you're always thinking about the word. You're always thinking about his words to us and how powerful they are. So I'm here to encourage you this morning to, to actually sit down and read these promises. You know, I, wanna, I just wanna maybe give you a thought. How well do you know each other? I mean, we know our favorite movies, we know our favorite food, but does anybody in your family know your go-to verse? Does anybody know your go-to psalm? Like, do you really know each other that well that you've shared in depth how God speaks to you, how powerful his word is to you? And what are those go-to psalms? What are those go-to verses? So I was just thinking about that. And even my daughter said, hey, dad, when was the last time, <laughs> this is kind of a slam on us. She said, when was the last time you, mom, me, my brothers, we actually sat down and we were able to seek God together. When was the last time we actually did that? It's been a while. So I believe the Lord's encouraging us to do that today in our living rooms, in our homes. So I'm encouraging you. I'm asking you to seek God right now. I wanna, I wanna read a, a blessing over you as well. So if you're in your Bible, we're gonna flip back a few to Numbers. It's a high priestly prayer. Number six, I wanna read this over you real quick. I just want it to enter into your home. The Lord said to Moses, chapter six, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I like this last verse. It says, so they will put my name on the Israelites and they will bless them. Something about having God's name on you. You're marked. And so I started thinking about blessing and how powerful to bless one another is. So in your home, maybe start reading this over your family, moms, dads. 
this blessing. And when Daryl and I were talking about to seek God's face is like his blessing, his favor upon your family. And uh, I also been thinking a lot about 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. So if you flip, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles. So we're, we're actually flipping some pages, okay? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If, if my people, these are people, us, these are Jesus people that God has marked for his own. If we, his people called by his name, marked by him, will humble ourselves. And I believe that hum being humble is alignment. And that's what I believe the Lord's doing in our culture right now. He's bringing alignment to us so that we're lining up with heaven. We're lining up with what God is saying. And then notice he said, humble yourself and pray. Like you're talking to God and then you're allowing God to talk to you. Like it's not one way, but it's, Two, it's you communicating with him and allowing him to communicate with you. Alignment, humbling yourself. God, you're God. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm here to seek you. And then it says, seek my face. And in some of the go-to Psalms I'm gonna read, you'll hear that phrase, seek his face. He's worthy to seek. He's, he's giving us an invitation. And James, he said, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And he even says in the Old Testament, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. That's in Joshua, or Jeremiah 29, 12, I think it is, 12 and 13. So we're doing some realignment right now. We're seeking his face. And then notice what it says. We're gonna turn from wickedness. And then this is what he's going to do. He's gonna hear from heaven. He's gonna hear us. And then he's gonna, going to forgive our sins. And then he's going to heal our land. Just think the power, just get a vision for God healing our land, restoring family, restoring people, saving, healing, and delivering, and also bringing his righteousness. You know, it says in Matthew 6, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you as well. Some go-to Psalms. If you'll go with me to Psalm 27. I know it's one of Daryl's favorite Psalms. I've heard him quote it quite often. Well, we had, this, uh, had an opportunity this week and maybe you've seen it on YouTube, but we posted uh, King Street is what we called it. 
and we actually prayed. We asked God for wisdom and we went out and we prayed at street corners. We prayed over businesses. Actually, we walked from the beginning almost to the end and we blessed every business, every person, every worker, every owner. And then the Lord gave us this thought to go, to, to go inside of some of these businesses. And while we were in one of the businesses, we asked God to give us signs, like to give us words of knowledge. And I'm gonna, this is a true story. While we were in the, the business, Daryl, was speaking with the young lady and said, I have a, a verse out of Psalm 27. I believe it's for you. And so he, he read it or he quoted it. It says that, sorry. I am still confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This young lady actually had a Bible sitting there and she opened up her Bible. She just took it and opened it. And when she did, it landed on Psalm 27. So Daryl had a word for her. And then we all had some Bible verses and some things. We had church in that business and God met us in a powerful way. So when you ask Holy Spirit to lead you, He's doing that. Like his power is increasing. Like you, if you would have been in there, you would, have, you would know what I'm talking about, but it was a powerful moment and it was a God moment for that young lady and for us. And then we went to another business and prayed for some people in there and we prayed for some locations and it was really powerful. But I wanna just jump into some Psalms real quick. So Psalm 29 says, it says this over and over, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes and lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. Listen to this. The Lord sits enthroned over, over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. There's something about these go-to Psalms. I love Psalms 5.3. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and I wait in expectation. There's something about seeking the Lord in the morning. There's something about hearing him hearing our voice and then us listening for his voice. Psalm 91, since the Lord asked me, I wanna go there. If you'll flip with me to Psalm 91, the Lord asked me to own this. And sadly to say, I did memorize it. I know it verse by verse, but I can't say that I've owned it. I can't say that I put an X there and dug until I found all the treasure that was in Psalm 91. 
But can I encourage you, there's so much treasure in his word. If you will seek him, you will find him when you seek him with all of your heart. He declares, you'll find me. You will find me when you seek me. And so in this Psalm here, I want us to remember a few things and then I'm gonna turn it over to Daryl. He said, here's verse one. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. Think about it for just a moment. You dwell in the shelter, not outside of it, not here and there, but you're in it. You're in his shelter. And then it says you will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You you know what rest is? Rest is a weapon against the enemy. You remember me saying that busy is being under Satan's yoke. Well, there's people running frantically to the grocery store. There's people running to and fro. But let me tell you, when you're under the shelter, when you're abiding, when you're resting in the shadow of the Almighty, then you're able to rest. There's peace there. Be still and know that I am God, he says. So who is Who is almighty? You know what? I I think we've forgotten how powerful God is. I think we've forgotten who Jesus is. King of kings, Lord of lords. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess Jesus. There's no other name been given under heaven. Jesus, name above every name. So at men's prayer, we started, we read Psalm 24, flip with me over to 24. Listen to this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. That's us. We we are property of the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He is on the throne. He's not been knocked off. He's not been dethroned. He is is Jesus. He is on the throne. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. All power, authority, dominion has been given to him in heaven and on earth. It goes on to read, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Clean hands are actions. Pure heart is our motives. But notice the part, who does not lift up his soul to an idol. Have you noticed that the idols are falling in our world? Sports, stock market, can't even go to the gym. Like things like, I like to work out, but you know what? I'm looking at this. 
I believe working out had become an idol in my life and the Lord's bringing it down. Here's another one that might have a little bit of sting, but you know what? We can make church an idol. Not the body of Christ, but a building where people come and, and gather. And we can, we can make an idol out of that. And the Lord's bringing such simplicity to the body of Christ to seek him. Then it says, this is what it says about us. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Here it is. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Open your doors to Jesus. Let's allow him full access, full backstage pass. Like he's welcome everywhere. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he? This King of glory, the Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. That's who he is. Verse three, verse two, excuse me. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Are we trusting? Is our faith, our hope in him? Full trust in him. This also came up in men's prayer. Jude 1, I bet you haven't read that lately. 1-3, dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. What are you contending for in this hour? I'm urging you to contend for faith. Contend for it. It says right here to contend for the faith that was once entrusted to all the saints. We've been entrusted with faith. In this hour, we must contend for it. And then the last verse that I'm gonna hit is three. It says, I like the way it says it in the New American Standard. For it, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. The trapper traps you with fear. Satan wants to bring so much fear on you that you're entrapped. In Proverbs 29, 25, it says, the fear of man will prove to be a snare but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And in one of the sermons, I explained to you what a snare is. My grandfather taught me how to set a snare and what it is, you drive a stake in the ground, you find out where the, like a, a rabbit or, or an animal has been running and you set a snare for it. And when the animal runs into it, this noose, this leader, it, it pinches down 
and it chokes the life out of it. I'm sorry to be so real about it, but that's what fear does. Fear is trying to choke the life right out of you. Do not be trapped by the trapper. If you see that, that fear in front of you, go around it. Don't go into it and be ensnared by it. Don't let the trapper trap you with fear. This is a time for faith and not fear. I want you to just declare something this morning that you and I, we will not partner with fear. See, there is, a, there is a mountain out there. There is a coronavirus. There is a mountain. But God is bigger than that mountain. He's a strong tower. He's a refuge. He's a mighty fortress. But if we forget who he is and focus on that virus, we're going to miss the greatness of our God. He's big. He's mighty, he's strong. I'm gonna try to explain it like this. Fear, if, if just let's say we were in a large crowd of people and half of you said, courage, I'm gonna beat you up. Well, if I didn't think you could beat me up, I would not even be afraid at all. I would not entertain that fear. See, the enemy has been defeated. He is under our feet. He's under Jesus. Jesus defeated him on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. He's already been defeated. So we only give him power when we give into fear or we give into a lie. So I'm here to say, put your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Fear not, Jesus said, for I am with you. He said, take courage, take courage. So in this hour, I just wanna say to you to, to contend for faith and to take courage for the Lord is with you. So I'm gonna turn it over to Daryl. God bless you. Amen. Courage, thank you for that word. That was fantastic. Let us take it to heart. You know, Courage really spoke to you about what we're to do as families and individually as families. And uh, I'd like just to give you a short exhortation and then we're just going to enthrone the Lord together and worship you, worship in your home, and us here worshiping this morning here on the stage. But what are we to do as a as, as a corporate body. What is God saying to the corporate body? I, I love it because Courage brought such a clear word, what you're to do as an individual. Let me just give you a few thoughts on what we're to do as a corporate body. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the book of Nehemiah. I encourage you to read it. And we may be talking about it uh, in the next few weeks. But the name Nehemiah, it's a, it's a great name and it means Yah comforts. Yahweh comforts. And so I believe with everything in me that God's calling us as a body right now to bring comfort where there's so much fear. There's just so much fear. And I believe the book of Nehemiah in so many ways is a prototype to what we're experiencing in this culture presently. 
uh, if you'll remember a little bit about Nehemiah, uh, what had happened is the people of God had been in exile for so long, and Nehemiah was called to come back to Jerusalem and look at the condition of his city and rebuild the walls. And I want to read out of Nehemiah 1, verse 3. You know, we, we don't have the slides, but please look at it in your Bible, just like you were exhorted, encouraged, and exhorted you. Nehemiah 1, chapter 3 says this. It says, they, those who came back, they came back in great trouble and great disgrace. And they said this, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. So I think that just adequately ex- just describes our culture right now. It seems that the coronavirus is just getting into our, our nation. We've had uh, a few cases here in Watauga County. It's like the walls are not there. So what are we to do as the body of Christ? Corporately, what are we to do? Well, Nehemiah's response is so enlightening. And what he did in Nehemiah 1 verse 4, he said, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. And I don't know if you've been feeling that just as I, I look, we were walking up and down King Street. We had, like Courage said, that three or four just incredible divine appointments. But you just feel, you see the fear and you feel the sadness and, and just uh, all that's going on. But, but it says, for some days I mourned, and listen what happens, and I fasted and I prayed to the God of heaven. I believe God's calling us, Harvest House, to really pray as a family, to really come together in small groups you know, and pray as the Lord leads you and the Lord guides you. I believe there's a real anointing on God's people to pray in this season. Now, it's really interesting. He, he had no group to pray with. He just prayed himself. He just prayed himself. And I believe God's calling us to do that. And, you know, some people ask like, well, how do we pray? Well, let me give you a great acronym. It's the, it's the word ACTS and, and A-C-T-S. And I really like following this. You might be asking, well, how do I pray? Well, here's a good way for you to pray. Uh, number one, just A, adore the Lord, adoration. Have a time where you begin just adoring the Lord. And then what's the second one? C, confession. Just confess the sin, confess your sins, confess the sins of our nation. Come to the Lord and repentance is such a beautiful thing to do. What's the next one? It's T. Again, the acronym acts, the acronym T is for thanksgiving. And then just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for your family. Thank the Lord we live in this beautiful nation. Thank the Lord for his, his goodness and his covering. And then the last one, S. So A-C-T-S-S is when you bring your supplication to the Lord. So we want to do that right now. And then what we want to do, we're asking you right where you are in your home to really, really worship with us. The scripture says the Lord just, he just enthrones, he just, he just encompasses, he comes in the praises of his people. He dwells in the praises of his people. So if we could right now, just you and your family, as we pray, and then we're going to sing that song, Defender. I wonder if we could make that declaration to God that you are our defender in the high country. So, Father, we want to make a proclamation today. We thank you for the exhortation to not fear. And indeed, Lord, 
we will not fear. And just like Nehemiah, as he looked at his, his city and it seemed the walls have come down and the protection seems gone, what he did, he fasted and he prayed. And so, Lord, we want to purpose to do that as a body and small groups and as families. We feel your call to pray for this city and to pray for the welfare of our nation. Lord, we pray for everyone who's sick right now. We ask you for healing. And Father, we would ask, God, that you would stop this coronavirus. Just pray it with me, everyone. Stop this virus from just sweeping across our land. Give our leaders uh, uh, just tremendous amount of wisdom and favor. We pray for our hospital staff. Lord, that they would not be given away to fear at this time, but you would strengthen them, God. You would give them wisdom here locally, our, our mayor, our governor, all those in leadership, our president, the Senate, the Congress. Give them, just give them wisdom, oh God. And give these health professionals, give them wisdom, oh Lord. Thank you, Father, that all wisdom is hidden in you. And we thank you for the early reports of of treatments coming forth and vaccines coming forth. We bless you, Lord. And right now, Father, we as your, your body, Harvest House Fellowship, and those who've joined us as our online guests, you are our defender. Defend this beautiful mountain, God. Defend every family that's listening to this online service this morning. Defend them, oh God. Lord, we pray a special protection on every family in our church and those in this county and in this city. Defend us, oh God. We thank you for your angels that they watch over us. Amen. Let's just praise the Lord together in this. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboone.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.